0: Welcome to Business Talk with Henrietta. This is the place where we speak with the most up-and-coming entrepreneurs to figure out how they've built the life of their dreams. This episode is also sponsored by the Scandinavian furniture company AJ Produkta. This episode is also sponsored by the Norwegian accountancy system Triple XXXX. And today I'm in the top of Manhattan together with Elena Smirnova, Uh, Elena Smirnova, Mm -hmm. because, yeah, that's how you pronounce it in your (laughs) Russian language, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you are the co-founder of Little Chopin's, which is a music lessons company in New York City. You're also co-founder of Vincero Academy, and you are a former concert pianist, a licensed associate real estate broker and investor. You used to run and be the CEO of two real estate companies in New York City, which you were handpicked from a big pool of business people. And one was Park River Properties and the other was Gaia Property Management. Elena is a top producing real estate broker, having overseen some of Manhattan's most important transactions, totaling over 225 million in sales over the past 10 years, you're also a musician, a businesswoman, broker, and they call you Supernova, and that's what you also call yourself. Yes, that's yeah. my brand name. That's your brand name, and yes. this is also interesting. I want to talk about how you've also branded yourself. I want to know, have you made all these successes along the way? How is it to be a real estate broker in New York, mm-hmm. um, the music industry, and what can also others do to Absolutely. excel in these kind of businesses? Welcome to Business Talk, Alina.
1: Thank you so much Henrietta it's such a pleasure to be here. I would love to start off by saying that um, I came from a performance background but also my parents are scientists so I had a lot of you know scientific mathematical background as well. I wanted to become an engineer and a musician at some point and then I just decided to focus on the performing arts so mm-hmm. I, I also did ballet growing up. So oh. I love all sorts of arts and, and these kind of things. So what brought me to New York City is actually my music career. I came here for grad school mm-hmm. to Manhattan School of Music in 2008. And I stayed here. I fell in love with the city. I did my postgraduate degree in Spain. And when I came back to New York, I opened Little Chopins, which is a music teacher's lessons, m- sorry, music lessons academy. And it's where we connect the students and the, the teachers, they go to the homes. Mm-hmm. So that started off really, really well. I was one of the original teachers and instructors. And then we started to hire more teachers. Um, and as, as it developed, I also am running that now with my husband, who is also a concert pianist and conductor. Um, he's very well known in Mexico. And and now I focus mainly on real estate, which is my my main job Um, I I actually found it super fitting for my skill set for my personality I you know as a musician you're kind of isolated you're always alone it's a very lonely lifestyle Mm -hmm. so I was really fortunate that I got the opportunity to explore another career Mm -hmm. early on in my life I was 25 actually when I when I went from music to real estate Mm -hmm. so uh, you know little Chopin's was continuing growing and I needed to build more capital to grow the business. Yeah. So real estate became that. Uh, fortunately, like it worked well for me. I was able to produce well and within my first year yeah, yeah. and grew my business to doing around 40, 50 rentals a year, which then I transitioned into sales mm-hmm. And that was going great. And then I finally was uh, confronted, well, with this decision to either stay as an agent or become CEO of a brokerage that a developer asked me to, to, first of all, I had to interview for. And then he said he thinks I'm perfect for the job. So he hired me to run his in-house brokerage mm-hmm. in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And I built the team from ground up and I was in charge of over 300 sales wow. in the city. Uh, So then we also managed those units Mm. and he hired me as a CEO of Gaia property management as well. So I was doing many different hats, always, you know, busy, but I love being busy.
0: (laughs) You're busy Um, today as well. Very busy. Yes, always. (laughs) Always. How is this for you being so busy all the time? Oh, it's, you know, it's
1: what I love about New York. It's the energy. I think it keeps me going. Yeah, and People are like, how do you not get exhausted or burnt out? Yeah. Well, I think it's because I love what I do and I'm very passionate about the people I work with and the job that I have. And I I love surrounding myself with like-minded individuals. So they give me energy. We feed off of each other. And uh, sometimes I take some days off. That's true. (laughs) I have to. Yeah, you have to. I have to. Um, You know, I'm not a robot, but uh, I, I do. I'm very, like, organized. I keep things, you know... Moving efficiently, let's say. Yeah. So, um, I don't try to work hard. I work smart. I try to, like, find ways to make things efficient. I have three assistants, uh, that help me with, you know, scheduling, with, um, management of my time, my clients. Um, they help me with some other admin work, social media, um, videos, that kind of thing. So I, I can do what I'm good at, which is going out and bringing in the clients and doing um, yeah. showings, which is really fun.
0: I'm preaching that we should do what we feel passionate about. And that's why I also chose to outsource my accounting to Triple Dex. So what you can do is that you can try Triple in 14 days for free, if you need a new accounting system. And especially if your company is registered in Norway. I've also posted a link for you down here so you can check it out there. Oh, that's what you love about your job. So tell me, you said that you just realized that real estate was the perfect thing for you. Why? What's so special about you and your skills that makes you Mm. really fit into this industry? Sure. I think,
1: well, there's many things, but one of the main things was... The upside potential, mm-hmm. because I was not used to making that much money as a musician, and I would work my butt off for months for that one concert
0: mm.
1: with real estate you you can do one deal, and it was like how much I make in a month of teaching. Mm. so I realized that I was really motivated by the success that I saw the potential of real estate mm. uh, that you know, this arc that I could build the life I was dreaming of, that I could live in a beautiful building um, and be surrounded by amazing people, go to restaurants. So it it really was the motivation for me to, to be also really good at what I do. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the best agent I can. And that started off with perseverance, I, I definitely work very, very hard in the beginning especially to build my client base because I came from music. I didn't know anybody in Manhattan and I had to, at the time, it was 2012 when I started, mm-hmm. I had to go on Craigslist and post ads because that's the only way we could get clients if mm-hmm. you don't have a, a, any network in New York City. So I started doing that. I got really good at converting the leads into clients mm-hmm. and... After that, uh, I worked at a lead generation company. So they would give us the leads and I was one of the top converters there. So I would, you know, the lead would mm-hmm. come in. I speak to them on the phone and then I get them out in, in the in the So you're city. very
0: good at the sales then?
1: Sales, yeah. But I think what sales is really to me is connection. Mm-hmm. I find every person's story so unique and beautiful that... When I hear their story, um, I really want to honestly help them. So they they don't feel like it's um, ingenuine or, you know, that I'm just after, you know, the commission. I actually care that they find the right place for them. Mm -hmm. Some clients take years. Like I've had a client that once every like few months would come back and then leave and come back. And it took about three years to find them a home. But then once they found it, it was, it was incredible, such mm-hmm. a rewarding feeling. Um, and then they, of course, started recommending me, referring me to their friends. Mm-hmm. So then that's how it started to grow. But I, I think the main skill set was learning how to connect with the client mm-hmm. and convert that into a sale Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of those clients now are my friends so it's you know it's grown into like a beautiful network network yeah how do you how do you
0: network how do you build a new network like you started from nothing and up until now Mm -hmm. so how do you start from nothing and build the network you have now Yeah, it
1: takes time and, you know, it's in the city. I think it's easier to do than in other smaller cities, Mm -hmm. but still possible. You have to definitely put yourself out there and go out to meet at least one to two people a day Mm -hmm. and start with your friends. I always start with my group of friends, then go to events with them, Mm -hmm. then meet more people. And it starts to grow slowly because I I noticed my clients, a lot of them were from my friend group or my, my sphere of influence. So that's one important thing. Mm-hmm. There's other, you know, strategies to do that. You could, you could use social media if you're really good at it. You could, you know, post a lot of videos and, you know, real estate gets a lot of views. Uh, so you could do it that way. And I have done that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I find meeting people in person is key for me um, because once they meet me, we, we can connect in person. They see who I am. You know, there's a dynamic there's a trust built mm. right away, mm. so that's what I would say is um, when you're starting, don't be shy. And mm. also, mm. I was horrible at selling myself in the beginning. Yes. I would, I, I didn't want to talk about myself. I still think it's kind of gross talking about myself, but mm. <laughs> <laughs> so much. But I, uh, it's, it's what we need to do because no one else is going to do it for you. Mm. You're your own marketing person. You have to shine and you have to sell yourself. So in the beginning, I hated even announcing that I'm an agent because people would be like, why are you leaving music? You should stay in that industry. Mm. You you know, that's your passion. And then I realized, well, no, it was my passion for that moment. But then my passion moved on mm. to other things. Mm. I was always interested in business and real estate as well. So yeah, it was it was a very natural transition for me to get into real estate, but then I had to also become the person that I needed to become to be successful.
0: Exactly. And that's also about, you know, trusting yourself and being able to mm-hmm. trust the position that you are in, like you're trusting, yeah. I am a good agent, I believe in myself yeah. and I can do this exactly. and letting the world know, so... That is also about you know being a good businesswoman and in real estate for any sake it's about trusting yourself mm-hmm. but also building trust. Yes. So how do you do this? How do you build trust?
1: Yeah. No, I think it's something I had to think about because it's hard to explain. I listen more than talk mm-hmm. with my clients. Uh, it's more about hearing their needs first of all and understanding which neighborhood, maybe even why they're moving. And I found that a lot of times people don't even know what they want. They Mm. think they know what they want, but they don't know. I had a great example recently. Well, this happened actually last year, and the client became a good friend of mine, but they were looking for a two-bedroom pied-à-terre in the city, and they have a house in Connecticut. So they told me they want Chelsea, they want beautiful views, and the list went on and on, like they want modern washer-dryer, doorman building, etc. They like to entertain, they wanted a big living room, and those departments in the neighborhoods they described, we saw all of them, and they were very underwhelmed, so... I I told them, I think I have the perfect apartment for you, but it's in financial district. And they were like, we don't want financial district. You know, the husband works in Hudson Yards. It's kind of far. Um, they, They had a few reservations about it. They thought the neighborhood didn't have the, you know, the spice or the character they wanted. Like Chelsea has a lot of art galleries. They love that. But what they realized is the neighborhood had changed quite drastically in the last six years since they've been there. So I t- took them to a brand new building. It was 43rd floor, and incredible open views. So they, she actually started to cry when she came in the apartment. She knew, she was like, this is what I've been looking for, and it was in their price range and everything. And she still to this day tells me like, you know, Elena, you, you do something that a lot of people can't can't really you know pull it off. You tell people that they should go outside their comfort zone sometimes to see another space or another neighborhood, just to see it. I said, you know, you don't have to like it. Let's just go see it. They fell in love with the building. It also has hotel amenities. It has a restaurant, a bar. You know, it it was an incredible, perfect fit for them. And Mm -hmm. recently she celebrated her birthday there last week, actually. So I was invited and got to meet all of her friends. So it's beautiful to see that when
0: it happens. Ja, yeah, exakt. Okej, okay, I'm taking a quick break here because the next 1 minute is going to be an
2: ad in Norwegian. Ja, då vill jag stolt snacka om min nya sponsor, nämligen AJ-produkta. AJ-produkta, det är er ett imponerande sällskap som har i all sin drift varit familjeägd och det står det stor respekt i. De har byggts upp sedan 70-talet och nu är er de in i 90- Ajd-produkter säller allt från kontormöbler, butikmöbler, inredning till konferenser, gårde och till och med möbler till skolan. De har faktiskt allt vad du kan tanka till kontoret. Och många tror att Ajd-produkter producerar vara utanför Europa, men det här stämmer faktiskt inte. De har många vara producerat i Europa i hög kvalitet och mye är er också egenproducerat. Hos AJ produkta så får man mycket för pengarna. Prisarna, de är er förnuftiga. Så hvis du är er på utsikt efter nya kontormöbler eller bara en enkel uppevaringsbox, ett skap eller höj-sänke heve- till hemkontoret, så lovar jag det. AJ produkta, de har så mycket på hemsidan Så det är er bara att gå in och checka ut vad de har. Jag har lagt till en link till hemsidan här i beskrivelsen och du De faktisk til hele Norge. When everything comes together mm-hmm. in
0: like a perfect like the universe yeah. is like, wow, you're like, oh, this is the right spot, this was the right timing, this is the right exactly. spot. You know, how can you like I don't think this this doesn't necessarily happen mm-hmm. every time, right? So no. there are times where you can find the right space or you're you know, you're struggling, or you're, you're like, what do you do in those times when it's, it's not working perfectly oh, yeah. like that?
1: And that's actually probably 80% of the time. Yeah, 80% so of will, the time. I I say 20% is the, the easy deals, the yeah. successful deals that happen fast and and quickly. Yeah. But 80%, I'd say, uh, it's it's a struggle because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. statistically there's around. I think it's um eleven thousand deals that happen in the in Manhattan every year, but 11, there's 000. thirty forty thousand agents, mm. so how many even one per agent is not enough so some I would say the top hundred to five hundred agents do most of the business, and then the rest of the agents you know are i would say making a little money, but they're not like making a ton of money mm. so that really l- limits how many transactions you can do. Mm-hmm. And especially in a market that is shifting so much since the pandemic, there's been ups and downs. Um, so you you have to just think long term that the ones that worked well, the deals that closed, those are the ones that carry you through the tough period that you have to keep reminding yourself, it's going to happen again. It's a cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to push through the hard time because, more, more deals will happen when, when people feel confidence again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, but it's important to also guide the client through that because, you know, there's, a, there's buyers that want to buy when they know the interest rates are low, when the pricing is good, but that never lines up. You know, there's moments in the pandemic where people were fleeing the city. That was the time to invest. Mm-hmm. And the people that did that they they already made twenty twenty five percent return on their mm. investment. Mm. So you you also have to be not afraid to you know buy into New York. New York is not going anywhere. It's it's a city that is a metropolitan hub. It's got everything: the best culture, the best music, finance, you name it. Business business hub. Um, incredible creative people here. So that's always going to bring uh, people to New York. Mm. So even if they're, some people are leaving, more people are coming into the city.
0: Mm. There's a lot of competition, though, in a yeah. city like New York. Exactly. How do you cope with that or how do you kind of try to also stay sane in yourself yeah. when there's a lot of people, other people stealing deals or oh, taking deals yeah. from you? Oh, yeah, that's a
1: great question. Yeah. My very first job was, like I mentioned, in financial district. It was a rental company. So I had my desk yeah. and I put all of my clients, I wrote them on sticky notes and I put them on my desk and I put their information, what yeah. they're looking for. And I was like, I'm so organized. This is great. <laughs> and what I noticed is my colleagues were stealing my clients. They took their posted t- notes? They would just, you know, take their info. Oh my God. And that happens. I, I was a naive, you know, beginner agent. So then I realized, oh, like the contacts are your your network is your business so you should protect that and I learned that really early on you know and unfortunately that is the case even though I think there's enough business for everybody you like I I never steal business I don't even know how I would do that but I I focus on myself I focus on my network Mm -hmm. and you know you just have to be really mindful of your own self because competition is fierce and you can get bogged down by the competition it's very tricky sometimes to stay motivated when you see other people are are doing bigger Mm -hmm. deals Mm -hmm. but you you also have to realize everyone comes from a different background Mm -hmm. so you have to ground yourself i came from you know small town in colorado And I built all of this myself. So I have to remind myself, I have come a very long way. Like, you know, as a first generation, you know, immigrant, I'm doing pretty well. So, you know, I always want to do better, but it's, uh, I think it's a never ending thing. You always want to grow and expand, of course, but when you start to feel competition in a negative way from others I think it's it's not a pleasant place to be (sighs) and that's why I chose the the company I'm right now so I'm with the agency I should have mentioned that earlier probably (gasps) but I'm with the agency and its new company in New York they actually are founded in uh, Beverly Hills Mm -hmm. in California they have their own show on Netflix buying Beverly Hills and they expanded into uh, Manhattan last year. So they bought the company I was working for and uh, we've merged together. So it's, it's been a great fit because everybody is collaborative. And what I mean by that is if you have a problem with the client, other agents will give you advice. Uh, everyone knows that the communal success is going to help everybody because the company is going to do better and we're all going to help each other. Mm-hmm. So that's a really rare thing to find. I worked at Five or six other firms. That was not the case. Mm. You probably don't even want to mention your clients to someone because they'll start getting jealous or trying to figure out a way to steal them. Mm -mm. You know. Mm. Um, So so you gotta you gotta find the right place, the right fit, and that that's gonna take time um, unless you're lucky. But you either build your own business, you know, and create it from ground up how you want it, or you find a place that gives you a platform where you can grow your business. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And talking about a platform, because now you're working for an agency, but you've also had your own company, Mm -hmm. right? So how do you build that platform and foundation uh, when you have your own company?
1: That's a good question. So... um, from, well, I have my own company in, in music, right? And then I ran a brokerage. So I think it's important. The, the platform is really your own sphere. So social media, um, newsletters, mailers, I think that's the base of, of your business, And then you're obviously always trying to find new new business, and networking is the number one way I think Mm. to do that. Mm. So you need to love
0: networking to be in the real estate industry. People person, a people person. Yeah, and
1: you know, you you also, if you're an introvert, that's okay because. You will, go, you will go
0: home and recharge, but you do need to put yourself out there. Yeah. And How is it for you to be, like, a first-gen immigrant? Well, you mentioned that yeah. you're from... I'm from Russia. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, my parents... Uh, well, actually, I came to U.S. when I was five, but I consider myself American because I grew up here. Yeah. Um, it was tough, you know, because I've always felt this really... Um, not pressure, but I wanted to show my family, my parents, that... Mm. It was a good decision for them to bring us to the US that I ha- I can um, show them how successful I am and make them proud yeah. that they brought us here. They gave us a, a great education and and foundation to to do whatever we want, my brother and I. so that I think that mindset is also super important because a lot of people I meet that are born here, uh, they don't have that. Some of them have a sense of entitlement which is mm-hmm. understandable, but...
0: What do you mean, an entitlement?
1: Entitlement, where they th- they believe things should happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Good
1: things should happen for them because they are who they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that, you know, that, that... If they're
0: coming from a rich family rich or something? Rich family.
1: The, yeah, rich families for sure, but you have to find some, you know, grounding. You can't, um, you know, you have to be uh, flexible. I connect with different um people of different backgrounds i think because i have such a varied background from different countries and um even you know in the us i lived in many different places so i think that that's important and the that's the relatability that's important so if you have a sense of entitlement like oh i have you know uh, nepotism is another thing you know but that you can't do anything about. You were born into, you know, a family and you're given... What is nepotism? T- where you're basically given from your family some opportunities you would not have mm. otherwise. Mm. You know, you may not have the... even the skills necessary for it, but you, you're given that position just because of who you are and your family. Mm.
0: Mm. So... Da you feel you you're not having that you just had yeah. you were just put here to mm-hmm. make something great out of it, and you you didn't base that on no. where you were born or who your family yeah, is yeah, not at all you no know, my my family as I mentioned
1: are scientists, so they couldn't help me with music or with yeah, <laughs> real you estate just found so out I found yeah. my own way um, of course, they've always been supportive of anything I do that's really important, mm. but yeah um Going back, what was the question about, the original question?
0: Mm, Now I can't remember it. It was, yeah, it was about the first-gen immigrant. How that has been for you? Right,
1: so I think that that really is what helps me to relate, like I was saying, to different people of different walks of life. Um, And then going back to media and the platform, I think it's also important um, to... Shout your successes mm. because you, you can, you can do something great, but like, you don't want to sound mm. like you're bragging. Right. But mm. you, it's uh, the, way, also the way it, it works. works. Tell the world. You have to tell the world that you are a badass and that you know what you're doing. Yeah. And that you're very successful because yeah. who else is going to do it for you? <sighs>
2: And, exactly.
1: you know, you have to shout it from the rooftops and be very passionate and vocal about it. And people will, you know, that's how you build your brand. That's how Supernova was built. Mm. It actually goes back to when I was you starting about your branding. Yeah. My last name is Smirnova, Nova, which is, you know, a yeah. very common Russian last name, but, um, my manager at the time, he saw that I was doing deals left and right. And he called me Supernova. He's like, Hey, Supernova, another deal I saw, like you put it in yesterday. So it it became my nickname. And then it stuck. So I can, i actually changed my name from, I think it was Elena, New York or Elena, real estate, New York. I changed it to Supernova New York and it stuck and it just became my brand. I have my logo, you know, my website now. Hmm. So it's, it's a fun it's a fun name and it's stuck to me so i have to accept (laughs) it
0: and this is what you are you are like a magic magnet who oh uh, thank you get all the deals this is really good i wanted to also talk about you know branding about Mm -hmm. yeah we we tapped a bit into it like Mm -hmm. that you need to shout your successes and also yeah how do you how do you brand yourself in general
1: okay well that that came with experience as well because at first, I, I didn't know what I wanted to show myself to be. You have to find out, first of all, your goals, where you want to be, and then how are you going to get there, the steps that take that you need to take in your business plan, mm. but also how you want to portray yourself to the world. Mm. So I started to not only post listings. I also started to post some some more personal life, which I think is important to show that you're person you're not just a robot that does work and business and that's it i think it's important to show your community everything your whole like picture so i would post travels i started to post um, recent deals market news updates Um, i tried to give as many tips as i could so a lot of free information which you know at first was scary i'm like Why should I share all this hard earned knowledge over the years that I've, I've, it took me so much effort to learn. Yeah. But I realized that actually really is what built my audience. Exactly. Because Giving free information is the only way you can build an audience.
0: Yeah, you need to give value. Mm-hmm. And people need to follow you because they yeah. also want to learn something. Exactly. Yeah. You want to help others too. You want to help other people grow. Um, yeah, that's how it works today with, with branding. I think you need to give value. Either mm-hmm. you need to you know, show some inspiration or yeah. show, show someone something they could do or yeah. uh, give tips and, and information. Exactly. Yeah. Now you're also running a company with your husband. Yeah. A music company. This, mm-hmm. company, yeah. So tell me, how is this to run a company with your husband?
1: Oh yeah, we're we're a good team. So we we know like our strengths and also. So I think you're referring to Vinciro Academy, which yeah. we started during the pandemic. Yeah, because when everything was on lockdown, neither him or I had any work. Mm-hmm. You know, no performances for him and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, clients were, you know, buying anything, mm-hmm. so we we saw this huge need for a platform for opera singers all over the world yeah. that don't have opportunities to travel to New York or to study with some of the best musicians and opera stars of our time so the the academy really is an online platform and we connected them with the context we have from metropolitan opera or from other recommendations from those people so they could have a full role study they could learn an entire opera role and study with the best the people that actually sing those roles numerous times all over the world and they learned so much, and it was such a successful, I think, a uh, platform for them to, to expand not only their knowledge, but the connections. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
1: they came to Carnegie Hall to do their first performance two years ago. So they had an amazing experience, and now we're doing more, um, more performances. We have Mexico and possibly Germany coming up soon. So it's becoming a more well-known international academy but it all started online during the pandemic yeah it's crazy it's crazy
0: well what is your role in the company versus yeah. your husband
1: yeah he is well he he not only runs the operations he also has um, the role of directing. He's conductor of the operas and he also runs the master classes. So he he teaches and he also organizes the master classes mm. for the other stars. Mm. So he is the, the director, the main artistic director. Okay. And I, I play more of an advisory uh, role from the business side, mm. you know, the marketing, the social media. Um, we kind of bounce ideas off of each other for every single aspect of the business, so I we know it inside out, both of us. But he definitely is the main. This is his creation more than mine, mm. um, so because that's his expertise. He he knows so much about opera and languages, and he has the connections with all the opera singers. Mm-hmm. So that's that's his main role.
0: Cool. Yeah. Nice um I also want to tap into like your plans for the future what's your goals Mm. like now going forward what's your dream yeah that's a great
1: question I have uh I think I I do want to get into selling more uh buildings more bigger deals commercial um that that really interests me new developments I love new development Mm -hmm. would love to get into that and As well, I want to do another business parallel to that, which not coaching, but I want to do something like a retreat in, Mm -hmm. let's say, Mexico or find a location where I can bring together people and it it can be like an experience of like music and meditation and and kind of like a relaxation retreat because I feel like everyone is. So wound up tight these days myself too. I try to be conscious of that, but I think it's it's going to be very important to have these like outlets of you know you not you need to disconnect for yeah. at least a week and just you know a hundred percent yeah. So that's that's kind of a passion of mine that I want to want to work on. Um, but I always have some ideas of like businesses that I have uh, now with friends yeah. that I I've built over the years. So. You know, AI is another thing that is really undeniably it's the future. It's already here, actually. What did you call it? AI.
0: AI. AI Artificial AI, intelligence. AI, AI,
1: yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so finding how we can use that to to not... Uh, in a way get rid of certain or make certain uh, industries like let's say writing obsolete or exactly. they can now do artwork as well like it's AI crazy is it's crazy it's yeah, crazy
0: it's, what it can do what is your best uh, like entrepreneurial tips then and advice for other people yeah
1: i think you have to find the passion something you're really passionate about find the a problem that is lies in that industry and Mm. how you can solve it Mm. something that doesn't exist something that can help people in some way like uh, provide a service or a product Mm. or um, even an idea and then you have to find the right team that's Mm. really important and people that you trust people that you know have your back and you can tell from day one you have to you got once you start getting into the you know anyone can talk about ideas but the the real money lies in the execution mm. so you need to find people that have skills you don't that complement your skill sets yes. and together that you're going to build something and you have equal investment mm, time and money yeah that's that's the key i think and mm. definitely you need uh, very creative people as well. You know, you need marketing, you need branding. So first, come up with that passionate idea. Like for us, it was opera. How can we, how can we take advantage of this really difficult situation? You know, the the stars don't have jobs. Students obviously don't have jobs. They they don't even have a school to go to. They're, everything's online. How can we make something beautiful out of that?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm A hundred percent. Yeah. That would be my tip. Solve a problem. Yeah. And make it beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I have the last question, which is the one I ask everyone comes into this podcast and that if you got $1 million right now, Mm -hmm. what would you do with them?
1: Great question. I would diversify them. I, I believe in investing in different businesses. Yeah. So I would first put, I would put a big chunk into real estate though, because to me, and I am in real estate, so I, I know which, you know, investments will be great in the future, in the long run. And then the rest of the money, I would definitely invest at, and donate a portion. Uh, also, I think that's important to certain charities that you're passionate about.
0: What, what, like, what real estate investment is smart? I
1: think uh, rental properties. So buy a building or buy one unit, mm. rent it out. Mm. But, you know, make sure the investment is in an area that is going to be growing. And that's something I can help people to, to analyze mm. and, and find those opportunities. And once you find that, then I furnish my apartments and I rent them out furnished because you get a bigger return, much bigger, than mm. you do if it's not furnished. not furnished. So that's a big tip I give uh, to, to Why? investors. Why
0: is this? Why do you get a bigger return? Because people rent furniture. Yeah. So
1: if it's a one bedroom or a studio, even some two bedrooms, you get anywhere between 20 and 30% more if it's furnished. And that's just because there's a lot of transiency in the city and not everyone wants to go to an unfurnished apartment and then have to leave and sell their furniture in a year. Yeah. So it's, it's a a big expense and inconvenience. Yeah. So they rather rent something furnished and pay a bit more money for it. So you get you get to win; they win. It's a great investment. And the other thing would be to invest in other uh, startups. So mm-hmm. definitely, I have some ideas with other friends of mine that we've been talking about. So we, yeah, I would I would put that money in there for sure.
0: Cool. Thank you so much for joining yeah. Business Talk. I loved having you on the show. Thank and you so much. Thank you for sharing your lo- knowledge and uh, yeah. It See was a pleasure left. to be here. Thank yeah, where can people Henrietta? find you if they want to sure. reach
1: out? Instagram, supernova underscore NY. That's the best place to find me. I'm also on Facebook. Um, and I have a website, supernova york.com.
0: Yay. That's great. I'll link it all below. Thank you so much. Thank you, Henrietta. It was a pleasure. Bye. Bye.